Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Countryfied UK podcast, brought to you all the way from the United Kingdom, bringing you your weekly fix of everything country. And now your hosts, Alex and Blaine. Hey guys, I'm Alex and I'm with my boy Blue. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 40, Big 40. Yes, sir. It's like a birthday. What kind? Oh. It is a monumental it is landmark. A monument. It is a huge landmark. I mean, 40 is huge, big time. Um, and uh, as usual, we bring you an episode filled with joy, filled with laughter, filled with Ian Flanagan. We uh, managed to get him, who was uh, a finalist on The Voice in season 19. More to come on that. Looking forward to that, listening to that back again. That was a that was a good interview. Yeah. Well, Such a nice guy. Such well, a nice guy. It's uh I'll never forget when I first ever came across him before we're like yeah, like years ago, well, during COVID on the voice. It was when um I'm sure Blake had turned around to him and says, It sounds like you've been eating fire since like a kid or like eating gravel because <laughs> he's got such a deep husky yeah. voice. But it's oh, what a voice he's got. Um, but literally, guys, you got to listen to the interview because he, like, what a story. Like, he's got such an incredible story of how he started up to where he is right now. Um, I mean, I can remember just sitting there when, like, he was just talking away and, like, you and me were just, like, kind of staring at him, just like, like, and, like, what's ne- what next? What next? So what happened then? What happened then? Like, how? <laughs> like, it's just... Uh, I just uh, loved how he came up such a unconventional way 100%. like some of these artists come up like a polished way a bit like athletes yeah you know how some like of like some, some might go to like the olympics way, yeah. like a boxer might go to the olympics and then they get a bit of a fast track yeah he came up like there the, the hard way and- he definitely came up the hard way um and he got he got given the opportunity um and he, he took it, it like it's like eight mile <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get that reference as soon as you listen to the interview i just realized it is the eight mile story yeah let's hope ian feels the same way <laughs> now everybody in the 313 oh no sorry ian as uh, ian flanagan please stand up <laughs> oh hey but uh what what week it's been what week it's been for the UK, first of all. Very good week for the UK. So you had two big festivals in the UK. We didn't make either of them. And we, we got invited to both of them. Oh. So first off, the two that were happening was Nashville meets London. Down, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nashville meets London. Yeah. Down in London. Of at the Trinity Wharf. Down yeah. next to the O2 Arena. Yeah. And but then, we couldn't go then because we were busy doing something then. Yes, sir. Uh, like we were there and like well we weren't there but we got asked to go and then wanted to be there tried to get sorted and then we got an email from the long road festival saying oh guys would you like to come down and like do some press and stuff yeah we got your here's your tickets three days before the event and by that point me and blaine have booked ourselves something to do and we were just like we can't make it and we were devastated because we were so desperate to go as well. That's the thing. Like we had talked, we'd seen the lineup come out and we oh. talked about it for ages and we're like, yeah, we should seriously go. But because Still of hurts. it, because it fell on the bank holiday, we already had plans. Yeah. Like I was at a music festival myself, but 
not country related at all. No, definitely not country related. <laughs> and, um, and so yeah, so we missed out on them two. But what a what weekend that looked at both of them. Yeah, they they looked like they had a great time. I mean, on our Instagram, it was going wild with uh, pictures. Um, like there was that girl we knew from uh, when we went to Blackpool that time. Um, all right. Yeah, you know who I mean. And uh, she was uh, like, she posted up all these photos, like with all these artists on stage. And I was just like, oh, why aren't we there? It was just so cool because, um, like we say, we're part of these country music groups on Facebook, like C2C and stuff. And we'd seen like loads of people. And again, it's the same faces that you see, but their yeah. family keeps expanding. And unfortunately, like, Chris Young didn't make it. Yeah, cancel his uh, UK tour. Yeah, due well, to European. COVID, European tour, due to COVID. So that was a bit unfortunate because, again, Seaforth had come across. No, oh, and what they were Seaforth were performing at. Um, they were performing at the Long Road Festival. Yeah, but I don't think they were due to perform at Nashville Meets London. No, no. And no. then when they'd arrived, they found out that obviously the Chris Chris Young wasn't coming and they couldn't like be support act because that was who was supporting them. So they were like, look, find what any gigs across here. So they joined in at Nashville Meets London. And then they've actually booked another gig down in London this Friday um, in Camden. Yeah, Camden see, see, if, if you want to come to Newcastle, I'm sure we can book you something up this way. Yeah. We could easily just, book you something up this way. Might just be our sitting room. <laughs> might just be a private <laughs> concert, but... I've got a little garden. <laughs> you might get a few neighbours out. <laughs> oh, don't say that. They might start thinking, neighbours. <laughs> but honestly, what, like, so you had Seaforth there, like, Lindsay L. Because she's supporting the Cadillac Free, and they were here. Priscilla Block was here. Uh, Sarah Darling. Cassidy Pope. Honestly, it was just... Oh, the line just keeps going, mate. That Kyle Daniels and... It was just one of the things that really annoyed us as well, because as we've mentioned the past couple of times, been watching Nashville, the TV show, and Gunnar was there as well. Was he? So I, I didn't know that. I didn't so that. I didn't realise Gunnar's an English actor. I bet you were good. He's got such a good like American accent on the show, and he's got a great voice. And I, like, I didn't realise that he was like English as well, and that he was across here because his girlfriend's Cassidy Pope. And uh, he, like she was performing, so he was across yeah, yeah. here and everyone was getting pictures with him. I was like, <sighs> what yeah. is happening? But literally, guys from Longfest, uh, Long Road, Fe- <laughs> Longfest Road, um, Long Road Festival, we want to be there next year. We are going to be there next year. Throw us, throw us the press passes. We will be there. We'll be interviewing them all. We will be promoting you nonstop because we really want to be there this year, but we just... Literally because of how everything is going for us, we still got a really busy end of year. So we thought we, annoyingly, we had to miss, like we had to miss out on a couple of things. And we annoyingly chose the two things that we thought, well, we can't afford to do it right now. And then we got the free passes for the, oh, do you know what? I can't. It was annoying. So like, <laughs> just uh, yeah, it was just crazy that like, obviously that had fallen that weekend. So next year I will book off that whole weekend and then <laughs> the uh, yeah, opportunity that, arises. I'm, I'm I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm just, just, what are you doing this weekend? Nothing yet. <laughs> and then, like, it gets even better. So that's all happened. Then, obviously, you've got, like, the Cadillac Free who performed there, who's going on, like, their UK tour. And then, this weekend coming, you have the Blackpool Music Festival. Well, the British Country Music Festival down in Blackpool at the Winter yeah. Gardens. So, as you know, we were there last year. If you haven't already, check that episode out because, you know, it's... 
Yeah, the, it, if you listen to that episode, not only do you get literally live interviews throughout that, um, but there's me and Blaine talking about how it was run um, and like where to go, what stage. Like they had like overall, they had the three stages. You had like the kind of you had the first hall that had two stages in. One was like the kind of you know the small duets and stuff like that, and then you had the slightly bigger stage where the bands would play, and then you had the main hall. Strictly Come Dancing Hall. That's how I call it. Like it's the Strictly Come Dancing Hall, where you get the big, the big guns on, and uh, I'm I'm making the assumption Matt Spracklin is uh, DJing it again. Yes. Sir. Um, and I tell you what, you would want to hang around to the end because there's no doubt in my mind that the last thing that will get played on that evening is Country Roads, and you'll just have no music but just everyone singing it. Yeah, it's the most beautiful acapella noise you'll ever hear. Doing a massive conga around, doing a massive conga around the room. But um, and again, this year they've got two huge like people headlining it. They've got Tom O'Dell, yeah, and Lucy Spronigan as well. So two not directly country people, but are drifting in and out of like the country genre. So it's it's cool that that's happening. And then so you got all that happening. And then I found out the other day that our good friend Els Bailey, who's been on the podcast once or twice, yeah. His, do you know who she's supporting? This is absolutely crackers. I only found this out last night. Don McLean. Don McLean? Yeah. She's supporting him. When? How's that? When? In Newcastle. So, well, I presume she'll probably be doing his whole um, UK tour. But he's at the Sage in Gateshead, like Newcastle Gateshead. And yeah, she's supporting him. And I just seen that and I was like, wow, that's huge. I will be there. And that's that's amazing. Then another one of our friends, we've got um, Fine Lines, you know, our friend David from our yeah, hometown. Yeah, they've got a big uh, big tour coming up with um, Keith Sutherland. So, and then we'll be attending that one. And it just seems like so much is happening. Obviously, in November, you've got the um, the British Country Music Awards. Yeah. And then you've got like Russell Dickinson with Breland coming across. Cairn Brown and Restless Road oh, still to come. Oh, my January God. time as well. Oh, my God. I tell you what, there's so much. Do you know what? There's going to be some absolutely fan freaking tastic episodes coming in the near future because we are we are really hoping that we're going to get some of these artists on. Um, you know, we're only forty episodes in, and yet we have interviewed some incredible people. Um, you know, and I'm I'm gonna like so far my my thoughts are just everyone we've interviewed are either huge or going to be huge as in like in my eyes like the way that the songs that they write and the stuff they come out with yeah we've talked about it before that like the only people we got on the podcast are people who were actually wanting like on the podcast yeah like (laughs) were were fans of the music yeah so like not only are we just sat here interviewing them for like our benefit and your benefit and like their benefit like we are literally just sat there engrossed in the stories like sat here like so pleased that they spend their free time talking to us I know you're just saying, like, just two a couple of couple of lads from Newcastle in the UK, and we're interviewing these artists who are like selling out stadiums and stuff like that, and you're just like, that's insane. And I tell you what, so like so far, I I think I was such. I'm not gonna lie, I was a bit. I knew were a bit of a fanboy with Restless Road. Yeah, like that was crazy. So it's funny because um, it's like I sometimes have to pinch myself. So. Like, even with the people that we're talking to, I get busy, try to get on at the minute. Um, I just look back and I'm just thinking, 
I'm so big fans of their music and like I listen to them on like a daily basis and that. And like we're actually getting to spend like quality time talking to them, find out a lot more about them and like building a connection. Yeah. And then I go in the work like the next day and my friends will be like, Oh, what did you do last night? I'll be like, Oh, I interviewed like such and such and they'll be like they'll not know who it is, right? Like because they're not deep in the country music. But I'm like trust us the huge like and then i'll compare them to somebody who's on the radio at the minute or like <laughs> whether it's someone like a rita aura or like an ed sheeran like on different levels it's really funny i was thinking ed sheeran i was wondering if you're going to use that analogy yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's ridiculous like but, that we but get it's to do when this. it's when you um like introduce the music to them they go oh they're really good and like and that's the best bit because you know we talk about it they have no idea who these people are uh, no offense to you guys um because they don't know who you are yet and then that is how we end up getting them known over this way it starts off small by one person listening to it then them going to someone have you heard this song then you know it's a, such a ripple effect and it's great like um our friend richard yeah he he absolutely uh, he, he's absolutely mad on the first episode we ever did with um well we got Tommy Atkinson and uh, the person who uh shall not be named uh, <laughs> Jenny uh, Grace. <laughs> but he is he's absolutely in love with Jenny Grace's songs. He always like, you know, if we're in the car, it's on his playlist and everything. That's mad. Yeah, and that was the first ever episode we ever had and like, you know, it's just those kind of things. And that's what I love about like when we're doing like that's what I love about the country music. It's so easy to get yourself into. Oh, you don't is. have to love country to just fall in love with a song that they do so this this is quite funny because obviously as we've been promoting over the past couple of weeks we do tiktoks and like new releases and stuff like that when they've been going on there the people i even work with or go they 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 rinse me away they they take the mick for me liking country music and i'll take that but they actually start saving them songs on spotify and like on itunes they start putting them in the libraries and like blaine i really like that song and then lo and behold I think they've got about like 30 or 40 songs, like country songs in there. Because like you say, it's a ripple effect. They hear one, they like it. That's it. And it actually happened with one of my mates, Damien, who is the least countryest person in the world. He likes all this sort of MC and DJ and like rave <laughs> music. <laughs> and uh, he, he was like, I'm going to kill you. And I was like, oh, why? What's that for? And he was like, I've got a country song on my playlist. And it came on at a party the other day on the uh, thing. And everyone was like, what's this? What's this? <laughs> and it was Cannon Cox. And I was just like... That's mine. That's a great one, though. Yeah, like Cannon Cox, <laughs> like as an artist, like, and it's someone that you wouldn't sort of necessarily think a first timer would have in his playlist. But Cannon Cox, first timer, you, you've uh... <laughs> popped his virginity like, on his playlist. <laughs> his country virginity, that is. Sorry, <laughs> let's let's just make it clear. <laughs> But don't, yeah, don't want to uh, go down that route. But it was funny when you were talking about Restless Road saying how much we are fans of them and then we actually get the opportunity to meet with them in London and it's like we've become friends with them. Yeah. From fans to friends. I know. And we get oh we get to hang out I kinda wait to hang out with them in January. Like uh, it's probably gonna be expensive just to warn you now. Like, yeah. Best start saving. Yeah. Start selling me possessions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just for the train to London. Oh no, bloody hell. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't even thought about that. <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you want to start um, sending me and Blaine some money now, so we can carry on doing this, uh, yeah. we will set up a uh, PayPal. <laughs> yeah, PayPal, GoFundMe. I'll have an Amazon wish list. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Just help. We but, need the money. 
But no, uh, what like so? But like, go completely veered off subject. Here. Yeah, as but usual. But what a time it is for like the UK. Like you've got all these great artists coming across in abundance. Like even like, I think Carly Pierce just got on a plane either yesterday or today. She's coming across to do like shows in Germany, but she's up in like England, Ireland. That like, you've got Garth Brooks coming across yeah. an island doing five nights there. So what a time to be alive, um, because it's just going to skyrocket right now. I think we've probably hit the highest point it's hit so far, and it's only going to continue going. Oh, up. it will, a hundred percent, it will. Um, you know, we got. Oh man, I, honestly, I just I kind of say how excited I am for like the next few months. You know, we've got some cracking gigs to go to, um, loads of friends to hang out with, and uh, so on and so forth. Oh hey, I love it. So <laughs> just just what we do, it's it's absolutely amazing, but. Just to show people what we do, should we get into this interview? I would love to get into this interview because I am really looking forward to listening back with Ian Flanagan and listening to his Eight Mile story. <laughs> so we're joined by Ian Flanagan and it's great to have you on. We've been really looking forward to speaking to you. And uh, we know you've had a very busy, busy morning so far. Oh man, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, we've just been feeling grateful for meeting so many good people like yourself. Oh, happy days. Are we, are we the first UK people today or? Yes, today for sure. Yes. Uh, happy days. <laughs> yeah. um, so literally just some like questions that we love asking and uh, we're really interested to hear from yourself. So music wise, where did it all begin for yourself? Uh, you know, for me, I'm not really from a very musical family, but I'm from a really musical area in the in America. I'm in, from Woodstock, New York, mm-hmm. and it's like a real jam band country americana scene out there and it's it's really just in the middle of nowhere and um so so it was pretty pretty common for there to just be music or musicians in the family or friends pursuing it so it was it was pretty common growing up and my mom and i would just kind of sit around and make tunes up when we, when i was like 11 and um it kind of grew into a real passion from there i just got a guitar and as an only child, you know, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, you just spend a lot of time making music. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. Um, and I have to get straight into this, but the voice, because obviously that's uh, that's where basically the career kind of kicked off. You. What was applying for the voice like in the first place? Well, you know, it's a long story how I got there, but the shorter version is just my family and I, my fiance and my stepdaughter, we were living on the road full time out of a Winnebago. So we were living in basically a 24 foot van and uh, just touring as independent artists. And I would drive anywhere in America and usually work at a campground or a state park in, in order to trade for a free stay. And I, we towed a car and that car was basically like a traveling PA system. So wherever we would park, I would drive about 400 miles from that destination and uh, gig in that state. And we would just do that indefinitely. So for me, I was coming off a real high of touring on our own when I got to Nashville, Tennessee. And that's where the pandemic kind of just crushed everybody. And I remember losing my entire tour from, I think, February to August. And mind you, you know, like we're living in a, basically a van raising a kid out of different trailer parks across the country. And we just lost all our work for about seven months. So my last show was actually just an open mic in Nashville. And it was a place called the Mercy Lounge. I didn't even want to go because we needed every dollar we had for gas. 
And um, my partner was like, you know, get your butt in the car. We're going every show. And that open mic actually was a scouting opportunity for The Voice. And mm -hmm. after I performed with the house band, he came up to me in the green room and said that, you know, he really loved my videos online. And if I was interested in being an alternate for the season, that he could help me out with that and we could get going on season 19. So mm -hmm. mine was really kind of like a last show, last dollar random luck you know uh, i know a lot of people get on through the crazy auditioning process too so i felt really grateful that that happened to happen to me wow that 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 is a, an amazing story um so when when you got uh, to the voice like what was the what was that process like like from kind of start to being a finalist yeah you know it's a it's crazy um i can't speak for all seasons because we were the COVID-19 season. So we did the whole thing out in um, Universal Studios in California, but we were quarantined like a lot. You know, mm -hmm. they're usually the seasons are able to go out and kind of do, do things together. We were very quarantined. So my experience was different, but really you get there and there's about 110 to 140 people that go through the blind audition process. And I ended up being in on one of the first days. I think the first day I went and auditioned and um, sometimes the teams fill up, sometimes they don't. So I was really fortunate to kind of go in early and I ended up getting on team Blake. Man, that's so cool. I, I it's irony is that, uh, season 19 was COVID-19 season as I well. Know. Yeah, we uh, were just, It's like they planned it. <laughs> what I love about this story is like, I could actually like say that in a movie. Like, yeah, that, story, that could like, actually be a movie. Last throw of the dice going to, uh, like this open mic sort of thing. Yeah. And then that's where it yeah. all began for yourself. <sighs> Ian, uh, the, was, hey, get the it producers was, out. Hey, man, let's call them. Let's yeah. let's do a UK film. <laughs> oh, honestly, that's a great idea. That's <laughs> absolutely. So obviously, like, you came third on The Voice, and like you said, you're on Team Black. So what's it like being, like, becoming friends with, like, Black, and then you have even went on to, like, write a song together? Yeah, you know, the whole process is really interesting because what you see on the TV is different than what you live, obviously, behind scenes. What I can say about Blake, though, is he's he's exactly what he is on camera all the time. He's, like, just down to earth, down to hang. He, um, I truly believe, like, if he can help somebody out, like, if he actually can, he will. You know, I think a lot of times I'm really lucky to have been able to meet up with him after the show and release a song that features him which I know is, hasn't been done. And I feel really, you know, like really grateful for it. But I think a lot of it is because he's probably the busiest man on the planet, you know, and to um, find an hour window in his schedule to kind of meet up is almost impossible. So being in Nashville and at the studio he uses a lot definitely helped make that happen after the show. But on the show, you really do get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time and, you know, you get to know him. Obviously only so much you can't, you know, you're not spending too much time with people, but you definitely get to spend a half hour to an hour every time just, you know, getting some guidance and hanging out with them. That's really cool. But um, we'll we'll steer away from the voice because I'm sure there's going to be you're going to be talking about the voice all day with people. I'm, I'm sure. But um, your EP, Give Me Color. What was it like when you like got that out? What was the feeling behind that? Oh, man. So Give Me Color, that was a, a real, an independent EP. It was released with, um, I worked with a guy named Justin Gwip, who was Levon Helms engineer 
uh, and that's like, he was a big Americana guy and he plays with a band called hot tuna. And yeah, so he's, he's a really great, great guy. And he lives out by me out in the woods in our Milan, New York. And that was just a collection of songs where I was like, man, I really got to get, um, I got to get some of these ideas down as an independent artist, you know, because when you're independent, it's like, how many hours a week are you working a job? How many hours a week are you saving? You know, all this. And how do you, how do you actually do this? So that was my little EP that I made by myself with him before we set out on the road, just to have something to kind of sell. And, um, you know, the whole hustle on the road, the CDs, the merch, you got to have it. And uh, that was the EP that I had written, I guess, the, the year before we took off to live on the road full time. Oh, wow. That's very cool. So um, one of like your latest singles that came out on like June the 17th, um, Last Name on it. Can you tell us a bit about that song? Because it's one of like one song that me and Alex absolutely love. We'll have it on in the car very often. So can oh, you just tell you. us a bit about like what the track's about? Yeah. So, well, one, thank you. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you guys listening to the music. Um, so I signed a publishing deal in Nashville where I, I basically write all day and go in and have co-writes with different people. And one morning, myself, Ryan Rossabo and Barrett Baber, we were just a couple of writers in Nashville, went over to Ryan's studio and he had that lick, the acoustic guitar lick. And we had been talking about our significant others and I had been engaged for a long time. So we just wanted to write like a real upbeat, just feel good sing along about, um, you know, getting engaged and, you know, taking your relationship to the next level with your partner. And for me, that's how that came out that morning. We ended up writing it that morning and we recorded it that afternoon. And that's the same track you're hearing now. So it was all a one day, one day thing from a thought to a finished product. I wish every song was as easy as that. (laughs) It's not like, yeah, you know how it is though, man. It's it's like we, sometimes you get lucky and get it done in the day. Other times you got to hit it a few times. Uh, that's it. I imagine if it was just like that, you'd have albums coming out weekly at that point. Yeah, they well, they keep you busy. You know, in Nashville, you could definitely write two, three times a day if you wanted and get about 10 songs a week if you try. That's awesome. But um, so if if I'm right in thinking this, that September the 2nd, you have a debut album, Strong, coming out. Yes. Uh, could not be more uh, grateful and excited for this because we have gotten to work with some of the craziest producers out there. And um, so I'll fill you in on some of the producers. One of them is Craig Alvin, real good friend, been working with me since uh, the end of The Voice. And, you know, he's done a lot of work with like Casey Musgraves and a lot of just a lot of iconic sounds. And Todd Lombardo, he's basically the, uh, you know, the MD and co-producer on the bulk of the record. We got three tracks with um, Obi O'Brien, who's Bon Jovi's engineer, and Phil Niccolo, who's done mastering work for everybody, even John Lennon. And, um, you know, I've gotten to work with Ryan Rossbow and Barrett, and we released this song. So it's really just like accumulation of a ton of amazingly talented producers, and the musicians in this area are just ridiculous. So... I'm just grateful to be on it. <laughs> can be a part of my own record. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, so you've got uh, your album featuring Ian Flanagan. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, that's how it feels sometimes when you're just surrounded by incredible talent. But the record is accumulation of stories and co-writes and rights of my travels. And 
Um, I'm really just proud of it and really proud of the team because that's, you know, and, and strong, it reminded me of my family's efforts for this career and my team's effort. It, it takes an army to do this, you know, yeah. I know a lot of artists or you see a lot of artists and it just seems like just them doing something, but it's, it's a ton of people, a ton of hard work. I, I tell you what, the title is very fit into your story that you've told us so far. Like that is perfect. I really well, like that. I can't wait for you to get it to you guys yeah i can't wait to get that well, into the car <laughs> I, I remember because i was at cma fest and actually got to see you live outside the bridgeton arena oh yeah man right and, just uh, a couple of weeks ago yeah well yeah like probably about six seven weeks ago i'd say now and, oh yeah and obviously a couple of the songs that you performed like there are going to be on the album and just so looking forward to everyone who might not have heard you in the uk to actually hear these songs and just find out like what a true artist you are yourself. Oh, thank you so much, man. I can't tell you how much that means. Yeah. So, I mean, as, as I'm going to repeat again, and we'll be repeating nonstop in the episode when we do it is that September 2nd, strong, get it downloaded. Simple as that. So one question I've got for yourself, right. And it's sort of like, it can be about anything this, but is there one sort of standout moment in your career so far that is just sort of number one for you? You know, there's so I've been doing this and I've been traveling since I was 17. I'm going to be 33 this year. Um, so many different chapters. And, and to be honest, I think I'm most grateful for the worst moments that ever happened in my life because they're the reason that I've, one, I'm able to appreciate the standout moments, but, you know, everything from that first terrible show at a bar, you know, like your first terrible performance, like those are my favorite ones because I always go back to those to kind of bring to me with every time you're at a, you know, CMA fest or something. Um, I did get to perform before The Voice and everything at Austin City Limits with Bob Schneider in Texas in Austin. Oh, and that's cool. I'd say as a positive, that was actually my last show before the open mic where everything got canceled. So we had come from like Austin city limits down to a trailer park, broke completely no shows. And then it was like a roller coaster, but that's where I really think that, um, you know, being broke and the worst shows, I think I, I miss them too, because they're the ones that really make me appreciate this whole thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like sometimes you've got to be like, at the lowest of lows to like appreciate the highs and like, yeah, like you hear it about people who are either born into like money and like people appreciate it more when you come up from like nothing as well. So, um, yeah, uh, that's what, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, well, that's life, you know, you gotta stay, you gotta try to stay humble whenever you think you're doing 100%. good, you know, life will check you. So you gotta check yourself every day. And it's it's a great it. chance for you to like zone right in on your artistry as well that like to, because that is where you sort of become like the character you are as well. Oh, 100%, man. Especially with writing, you know, it's um, sometimes it's hard to write if everything's just perfect. <laughs> you know, you gotta. That's you gotta it. it. It doesn't become a truth anymore, does it? You, you end up trying to find someone else's story to tell. Yeah, yeah. So it's, that's why I love traveling because every time I travel, there's a hundred songs because you, you're meeting people, you're seeing different lives and. And kind of when you do like the nomadic thing, even if you're doing plane rides, you're not anywhere. You're always borrowing space. You're borrowing people's time. It's not yours. You're passing through. And that kind of lets you be like voyeuristic into 
that life. So traveling will always keep you inspired, I think. One yeah. thing talking about traveling there, you did have, what was the name that you had for your van? Oh yeah, the Flanavan. <laughs> so it is awesome. Man. Yeah, we I did a bunch of YouTube. Yeah, so back in the day, this is like just before TikTok and all that stuff, you know, YouTube was kind of um, an Instagram, you know, blogging. And I think there was a, it was a little bit before that wave of everybody wanting to go and live on the road. And uh, we tried to do our own like Flanavan tours where we would just, you know, behind the scenes on what we're doing. We did some, we renovated it. I used to do music videos like out in the desert, a whole bunch of crazy stuff. So cool. We were nuts. I love that. The Flanner Man. <laughs> um, that's gonna that's gotta be it. That's an album title. Like hey, surely man. that's gotta be, or at least a song. Like definitely a song in there. <laughs> oh man, I love that. Um, so I'll I'll give you this final question because I know you're a busy man, but uh, this is a important one. What uh, does 2022 have in store for you for the rest of it? Yeah, I've got a few shows going back up north tomorrow or the day after tomorrow for a um doing a benefit and um you know really just excited to be releasing this record we've been radio touring constantly so i've been out for you know five to ten days at a time and we're just traveling around the country right now pushing the new single last name on it radio touring doing a bunch of pop-up events and a couple really big shows but looking forward to really hitting the road in 2023 so cool so um, Ian, we'll let you go because I know you're a busy man today. But I tell you what, in the short amount of space that we've managed to get in chatting with you, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been so interesting. And uh, you are like an amazing guy, really are. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for your time. And same, I got to come out there and hang with you guys in person. 100%. If you, have, if you are coming to the UK, you've got to let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll take you out. Oh, man, I would love it. We'll make it happen, though. Thank you, guys. Uh, happy days. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, because uh, it's early where you are. Um, yep. We we have a few hours left before bedtime. and uh, <laughs> But we are, we hope you have a great, uh, great opening on your debut album. I hope everything goes well, and enjoy the rest of your recording. Hey, thank you guys so much. Have a great day, and I'll see you soon. See you. Bye. Bye, that little ender, by the way. See you. Um, so that was Ian Flanagan and what a guy, what a story. Um, you know, just, uh, just going off how he started literally from just kind of traveling around in the car with the caravan stuck to the back with his family, you know, driving 400 miles around to every like area they went to just to do a gig, just to get like fuel in the tank and uh, food on the table, like you know, and imagine if his wife did like said to, like if he turned around and said, "I'm not going to this gig tonight," and his wife just ag- agreed, just went, "All right, you don't have to," but no, she pushed him to go, and then that's when the scout for the voice was there. Oh. I mean, like, I I am a true, tr- <laughs> I am such a true believer in there's like things are meant to happen for a reason. <clears throat> like, it was meant to happen for him. Yeah, hundred like, percent was and meant to happen. For I him. believe that even if he hadn't have went that gig he would have somehow made it onto the music scene because he is that good. Like, he's got such a unique voice. Yeah, and his songs, man. Like, they're absolutely fantastic. And guys, I I can't plug this enough. The 2nd of September, his debut album, Strong, comes out. Get it pre-ordered. Get ready for its downloading. 
get listening to it as soon as it comes out, 2nd of September. What a life, though. Like, how, like, that must be quite tough. Like, like, when he said he was traveling around with his family all the time, but it must be pretty cool as well. Because you see, like, every every different night, you're going to be at a different place. I know. It's just crazy. Like, one caravan park to another. And you've seen, like, how beautiful America is and how big it is with all, like, the national parks and, and what traveling must have been amazing. Yeah. But you know what they say? If you ever have one shot or one opportunity, you should. No. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm surprised you didn't just go to him. Oh, did you have uh, your mum's spaghetti on the front of your shirt? <laughs> I tell you what, it would not be an episode if I didn't make some sort of cheesy flipping joke. I mean, like, it's a good job you didn't make the joke right in front of Ian's face, wasn't it? Because he sounds like a WWE wrestler. Do you know, honestly, I, th- I think Ian would fly over here and kick my ass. But then he would he's that nice of a guy. He would apologize for it and just say, Don't do it again. Don't do it again, yeah. Um, no, I think he would, I think he would love that. Like, don't do it again. Yeah, that's a bit. Yeah. You, you, I was going to say you can't you can't do his voice. He, like his voice is so rustic and just kind of like, uh, like, but he makes it sound absolutely incredible. You just make it sound like you smoked a hundred every what? day for years. <laughs> what his voice is is like a proper storyteller's voice. Oh, it is like someone that can directly get the message across here like you can feel it in the song oh 100 percent. like i know like it's to be fair it sounds like we're taking the mick out of him yeah no no like i'm just <laughs> saying like obviously there's if you people who write songs there's some people who are great songwriters but when they sing you don't believe them yeah no he, yes he's so he's got that singing storytelling voice yeah, he, like a lot of grit and like yeah it's, it's awesome yeah it's yeah that Pretty much. I know. That huskiness is just yeah. unreal. Cause not like- Ian, we weren't taking the mic out of your voice. We're trying to actually see if we can have that kind of rustic kind of voice. We just want to be able to sing like him. <laughs> yeah, that ain't going to happen. Speak like him as well. I would love to be able to speak I like that. I would love to be able to speak like that. Like, oh, it's, uh, it really get, gets into you, doesn't it? It's just like, oh, yeah, go on, Ian. Tell him. Tell him, Ian. Um, <laughs> so, strange way of uh, putting it. But uh, so yeah, so guys, like we said, like get get him listened. Like honestly, he's absolutely awesome. Download a song, follow him on Instagram. Um, even even go back to season nineteen of the Voice. Ironically, COVID nineteen season nineteen. Um, it was the COVID, COVID. Go on the Voice and watch watch his auditions and watch him from there to the end. Oh, now you've put us right on the spot. What was his first audition? I think he sang Sack Brown's Barn coldest weather he I'm sang, not going to lie me I didn't put you on the spot I didn't say it to you what did he say? but I'm sure he did and honestly what a song that is but he made it his own as well and it was unbelievable and you could just see the clogs and Blake's head turn like it was just like Blake was like yes even John Legend as uh, soon as he as soon as Ian opened his mouth John Legend's face like just lit up like he was so impressed and yeah. Gwen Stefani and Kelly were like oh yeah well I mean I think uh, uh yeah Blake, Blake was meant to be like they were destined together. Oh, as soon as Blake turned around, them other judges knew there was no other chance. Oh yeah, that's they, why that they were just like, turned. yeah, this guy's going with Blake, and they even wrote that song together. You know, yeah. But uh, oh, amazing. But no, like normally we come with like some country music news with you, but unfortunately there's not been that much going on. However, there was just one big bit of breaking news that came out yesterday, completely out the blue. 
And it was Morgan Evans. Oh, yeah. And Kelsey Ballerini had like, filed for a divorce. Yeah. That's I mean, uh, unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, generally quite sad. Um, but, you know, unfortunately it does happen, but that's uh, breaking yeah. news, guys. <laughs> I mean, like, we had seen Morgan and he seemed like such a really nice guy. And we've seen Kelsey as well, and she seems like a really nice girl. You see them in interviews. But I was actually talking to somebody at work about it today. <laughs> Not that they were bothered about country music at all. <laughs> I was like, oh, did you hear Morgan and Kelsey yeah. split up? And they're like, who? Yeah, and it right. was like, almost like, therefore I knew them. And I was like, oh no, like, they just split <laughs> up. But I said to them, like, it must be so hard if you're like an artist constantly on the road, like, you've got one career, she's got another career, and you're out constantly writing, making music in the studio. You go on these massive big stadium tours, festivals, you must barely see any yeah, time of each other. It is a strain on the relationship, which is fair enough. But hopefully they're still like good friends. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they would because they seem like two very nice people that would split on good terms. Yeah. And hopefully, maybe one day in the future, they might make a song together. That would be cool. That would be cool. But I doubt it's ever going to happen. No. <laughs> be a breakup song. Yeah. That would be awkward. Oh, they could actually do a breakup song. Imagine if they told two sides of the story. Like the music video is like just a big split on the screen, yeah. one on one side, one on the other. Like he never did this. Know- she always said that. No, oh, I've got a song idea. <laughs> do you not remember when that did? Oh, there was a girl who did it, and then and then Eamon, the boyfriend, did one. Eamon did oh, "Don't Want You Back." Yes, and then the girlfriend came and did like her version of the song. Yeah, and it was just two conflicting stories, and it was like I don't know who to believe you. Yeah. <laughs> They should do something like that. They're both talented enough to do that. And mature enough, I want to see it happen. Well, maybe Peter Pan was rough for her. For him. For him, I was going to say. Pretty, pretty, like, moment in time. He's yeah, just a lost a, boy. It was a pre-warning. <laughs> um, <laughs> he didn't get the hint. Um, right. Well, guys, we get to finish up on one of our favourite things at the moment, is telling you about new releases. We've got ten songs for you. And as usual, I'm going to go first. And of course, the first one I will go with is I Remember Cheat Codes with Russell Dickerson. Of course. Of course. That's that's number one. Ain't no party like an RD party. Um, Beer with my friends, Kenny Chesney and Old Dominion. Uh, Over Now, Cameron Marlowe. Good and Gone, Mitchell Tenpenny. And Wait in the Truck. Hardy and Lainey Wilson. What tune that is, by uh, the way. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Lainey Wilson's getting everywhere, by the way. She's doing she's doing wonders. What a music video that is as well. Because she's got like a black eye and everything in the music video. It's very Ooh. dark and stuff. Wow. It's cool. Um, I mean, a bit, bit weird that you say that's cool, man. But. No, no, like the video, it's like all darkness and stuff. And he it's doesn't like pouring down with rain and stuff. Yeah, that's like just, that probably wasn't the best meant. way to say yeah, straight I'll, after that. But yeah. <laughs> You'll let us off. I'll let you off. Don't cancel I know, me. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, so the other five songs that we've got is Outskirts by Sean Stemley, Orange and White by Connor Smith, If I Was Your Lover by Kit Moore, When I'm Drinking, Austin Burke, and That Dog Will Hunt, Walker Hayes. Walker Hayes again. He's, he's one that, he went a little bit quiet for the last six months and then... I mean, after that song, Fancy, Fancy Like It Blown Up, yeah. and then AA had come out, and that's such an unbelievable song as well. I'm sure he probably just needed some downtime with his family. I mean, he's been doing loads of them, uh, like, TikTok dances. Yeah. I would love to do them, but one, I can't dance, and two, 
<laughs> like who like who creates them for him? Like is it his children? I think, that I just, think him and his daughter do it. Yeah, because his wife joins in on the like action and that. So it's all like it's it must be good to do stuff like that if you're such a creative individual. Well, that's it. He's a very talented guy, and like to be fair, his daughter looks like she, I reckon she's going to end up kind of stepping into his shoes a bit. I wonder if she's going to end up singing. It makes me wonder if she's a singer as well. He did a music video because I'd seen it on his Instagram and I can't quite remember what song it was for, but it's like, he's like a high school, college, like football coach. He's wearing like a blue tracksuit top. Yeah. It's funny. I can remember all this. Just can't remember the name of the song. And like, he's dancing along the sidelines and that. And it's re- it's like a pretty cool video. So like, he is, because like some artists aren't comfortable like dancing and performing like that. They're just like, Feel more comfortable with a guitar and microphone, but no, he he seems like he seems like a really cool kind of person, though. Do you know what needs to happen again? Like last time we seen Walker Hayes live was at the stage, and they need to get that back in the UK. Singer songwriter thing back at the stage. I want I want four American artists. I want them decent, and I want them on the stage at the stage by start of twenty twenty three. Yeah, that would be cool. So, here's a question for you, right? Okay. And if you had to pick your four right now, but don't pick like superstars. No, no, I'm not. I'm I'm not not going to go sensible and stuff. Yeah. Okay. If I had to pick my four right now, Um, oh, that's a really tough question. (laughs) It's on the spot. Do you know? I would love to have. I would love Wildwood Kin. Right. Funny you should mention that because they are performing at the Clooney soon. Yeah, because uh, when we got we went to get got tickets last time yeah. and they cancelled and they cancelled. <laughs> so COVID. it's in September that. So if anyone that's listening, if you get an opportunity to go and see Wildwood Kin, go and see them. Hundred percent, go see them. Like the harmonies that them the group, the three of them do, two sisters and a cousin. Like yeah, it, it's wild. Wild. <laughs> I didn't mean that. I actually didn't mean that. I, like oh my god, Wildwood Kin. Um, so yeah, that would be one. Um, I like how like. You I know I went for English, an English one in there. Yeah, I put away. an English one in that. I didn't. I didn't mean to. It's just I was genuinely. It was weird. I was actually thinking about them before because I was thinking, oh, I'd love to get them back. Like, uh, I'd love to actually speak to them because we we missed the opportunity. Their sounds as well at the Sage would be unbelievable in that little hall oh too. Oh my god! Like unreal. It'd be oh, it'd be fantastic. All right, let's go back to um, let's go back to like not the thing is like I can't think of anyone who's like. Not like big. Oh well, um, just just pick big people, but obviously not Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, oh, or like no, them, no, or no, Kel, no. Uh, like Carrie Underwood. No, no. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I would if we had them. Wildwood Kin, Dirk Bentley would be awesome. Scott Mc, uh, McCre- I can't. <laughs> Scott McDonald, um, McCary, um, he would be great. Oh, and Brett Young. Oh, Brett Young. Brett Young, <clears throat> I would love, and I think they would be awesome as a singer songwriter because I can see, I would imagine they would perform together as well. You know, just just a little bit of guitar playing and someone else joins in like they did. Yeah, oh, man. now that would be unreal. That would be good. That's my three. What about you? Four, I should say, because I keep in Wildwood Kin. I'd have to pick number one. Would be Ernest. Well, fair one. I'd, yeah, <clears throat> I've seen it. him in a singer-songwriter thing before, but I just feel like he would be really cool. Like again, the do it. I, I'm actually going to put Lainey Wilson in there. Yeah, because fair. she's got like a a great 
like she's great at telling stories and her voice is just absolutely amazing um uh, wow well, it's, um, it's hard isn't it because you're trying to think who would who would actually go as well as a singer songwriter rather than a band like with a band i should say Ooh, it's not easy isn't it? i put hardy in there because i actually feel he is the best songwriter out at the minute do you know, I thought of one person that I wish I put in mind now. Who? Chase Rice. Chase Rice. Ooh. Interesting. I would love him. That would be a good one. I'm just going to go, like, outside the bat, like, someone completely different. I'm going to go <clears throat> Connor Smith. Someone that we talked about before. Yeah, yeah. But he's got a track called I Love Alabama, and he's got a couple of good tracks, and I would just love to know more about, like, his songs because that's the best thing about it and what I love about them singer-songwriter things is is when the other artists join in Fair. so that's Fair. why I've picked them because you've got Hardy and Lainey Wilson who's got songs but Ernest wrote quite a few songs with like uh, Hardy so I think it would be really cool that's a fair one. <clears throat> oh man I tell you what that's probably one of the hardest questions you've asked me in a while yeah it's almost as hard as what would you like for your tea <laughs> uh, cheese and toast but anyway <laughs> like honestly anyone that's listening to this and Ask yourself that question and let us know who your like four lineup would be, four person lineup. We'll tag them into pictures and stuff like that and say, make this happen. We'll try and make this happen. We need to try and make this happen. One day, guys, there's going to be a countryfied UK tour and it's going to involve singer songwriters in different places. Oh, imagine. Got it already planned, man. You, the hosts. Yeah. The hostess with the hostess. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name's Alex, and I'm with my boy Blaine. <laughs> Hello. Uh, <laughs> you right, guys? Crickets. Like. <laughs> uh, no, we've definitely got to make this happen. But um, how what an episode it's been. You know, 40th episode, bit of a landmark. Moving on to a next landmark. 10 more episodes, and we've hit half a century. Oh, God. Where does the time go? God knows. It's been a long day. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, I think that's us drawing towards the end of an episode I right there. I think that's it. I th- I, 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 you've used up my brain power having to think of four artists to uh, try and get I need it. to lie down right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go to sleep. But, uh, guys, well, once again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. And, uh, do listen to the songs that we've recommended. I guarantee you'll love them. They'll be on your playlist by the end of the day. Yeah. And don't forget to go and rate this podcast, whether it's on Apple Music, if it's on Spotify, if it's on Amazon, wherever. The more you rate us, the better we become. And the more content we can produce. Because yes, then sir. more people will want to come on it. Because, so, which is great as well. Because by the way, we're just like <laughs> we, we already we, are, like we have people asking us to come on. Yeah, like, I mad. almost feel like we are sort of <laughs> not blowing like not blowing our own trumpets here, but we are Blow smashing away. it. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> not blowing our own trumpets, but damn, we're good, <laughs> and we're only getting better. So, <laughs> keep rating. Oh god, and uh, yeah, help us grow. Right. Cheers, guys, and we will hopefully catch you in the next one.